Welcome to the podcast, Northgate Review. Hey, so what happens on the podcast should stay on the podcast. We learned a valuable oh, lesson this here last we week, go. John. Here we go. We learned a valuable lesson, and the best part is most people don't know that you did this twice, and it just got worse. It killed the first service, <laughs> no. I want to say. It killed, it killed me because it surprised me, and Before people we get could into hear that me story, laughing. Hey, we got backstage. Kayla with us today. What's welcome, up? welcome, hey. Kayla. Yeah, the Hearst. I can't wait to hear how John messed up this week. Oh my gosh! <laughs> which one do you want to hear first? Which way do you want to hear? You, how I it, up? it all makes more sense if you listen to last week's podcast because both of us didn't do a good job explaining this thing. <laughs> it was yeah, the insider. Yeah, um, I thought I did a great job in the first service explaining the joke, and then in the second one, I took for granted that I already explained it well the first time but it's a whole <laughs> different group of people in the room so i said it expecting the same so there laugh. may have even been some people that listen to the podcast that weren't here this last weekend or and that went to the third service <laughs> exactly the third service he cut it completely and we just moved on and which was actually it. good because i think that's the service we kept because it made no sense to anyone how we opened the message like the, just the teaching time so hey, John, John walks great. out the first service, and unbeknownst to me, I had no idea I was going to do this, but all of a sudden, he brought up I'm the podcast card, man. on his own, giving no welcome with adjectives to... If you remember from last week's episode, Larry decided to start picking at our wheel of adjectives that we use. Yeah. And again, I've said this to many people, I stand by the choice of word for fantastic I believe in that word, fantastic. and I'm going to keep using fantastic. I will. Refu- I refuse it to stop. It is a fantastic word. Uh, but Larry decided to pick on our adjectives and say, why are we always saying everything's great or awesome or amazing or fantastic or yeah, whatever? Yeah, can't just be okay. And then I said in the podcast, if you remember refreshing your memory, uh, then what word do you want us to use? Like, it's apparent that you are here today. It's, we noticed, <laughs> we noticed you are in the room. that's exactly what you did. <laughs> So in the first service, the 830, those of you who listened, you know this was a great moment. It was hilarious. Probably the highlight of the service if you were in the 830. I, I caught me off guard, and I laughed out loud to the point people could hear me laughing in the back behind the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you even referenced I it. I did like, reference Oh, it. Larry's like they're even laughing. So I greeted everybody for Jenner's giving. I said, well, I just want you to know that it is apparent that you are here today. We <laughs> notice you are in the room. And that's all I really want to say about that. And it was kind of funny. And I was like, if you listen to the podcast, you realize that I'm joking. And Larry was laughing. It was was That was actually really good. Greatest part of the service, probably. Or day, really. Um, (laughs) And then the second service, because it killed, I'm like, this is great. When you got a good Well, no, then I had to go out there, and I felt like I had to save a little bit of what just happened because the laugh wasn't like it should have been. It was really just the handful of insiders from the podcast that got it. Hey, (laughs) but it was loud and boisterous I had to be like... I had to be like, I, I need you guys need to participate in this because it's just too good. Yeah. But then, second service for some reason you tried to do it. You were already upset at me because I stood in the front row and I yeah I okay. Worshiped with so you. then because you felt like Tells I poked you, <laughs> because you feel like I kind of jokingly was poking at you yeah. in the first service. You decided in the second service to come and stand right in the front row, right in front of me during <laughs> worship, beat bopping along to the tune. And oh I gosh. could not, you know, when like you find something funny and you, yeah. there's nothing that's going to yeah. make it not funny. Yeah. And just, so I lost it in the first service or in the first song. I'm like, Hey, you were really letting people sing though. That's yeah, for sure. It was, man. You guys take it. Cause I got to laugh for a second. So then I came mm. back and I said, I wasn't going to do this thing again in the second service, but you poked the bear and mm. 
you know, I'm I'm gonna get my honey essentially. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Bear better have my honey. <laughs> mm. It's like a Winnie the Pooh story. We're yeah, going it's like a Rihanna play on Rihanna. But anyway, oh. um, or so, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but uh, I went out and I was like, "It's apparent that you're here. You know, we notice you." And no one, <laughs> everyone just looked at me <laughs> the like, best part "What?" Was, is you started looking back to the backstage and be like, "Help me." <laughs> Laugh or something. And then I'm trying to save it. I'm like, oh, we have a podcast. And if you, yeah. And I was like, so we, never mind. And I got in the gym. It was so bad and awkward. It was so bad that the whole time I was doing generous giving, I just wanted to laugh at how awkward this moment in the room was. You wanted to leave. You felt naked. No, I didn't even want to escape the moment. It was just so ridiculous that I just wanted to start laughing and just make a joke about it. But I had already tried to make enough jokes that I wasn't going to try yeah. anymore. You oh, should have so just keep going until you hit the bottom. That's what I've heard. That's what comedians have to do. They just have Feel to like dig oh, and dig close. and dig. Well, it took me longer to get out there because he came in the back and then we were laughing so dang hard about how bad that was. Oh, and that, that just happened. I felt like I was doing it. And I wasn't and you ready to go out. Be like, yes, and. And, yeah. I went, and nobody yes, was doing that. Yes, and. Uh, this is generous giving. And <laughs> I, no one's laughing. Yes, and I will. Uh, uh, yeah, it was so really all bad. that to be said. I didn't do it. What in the stays on the pod? What happens on the podcast should stay there. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. How do you make people feel bad for not joining your club if you don't float stuff out there? Well, now we probably have more listeners because you mentioned the podcast in the service. It is proven that when we announce the podcast mm. from the stage, we get double, double, probably over double. Wow! Since over. starting the second season, yeah, we're under a hundred listeners a week. Uh, when we did the Kill the Spider series, we were over 200 listeners per week, and we were advertising each week, mm. like, hey, we're adding stuff in the podcast. Yeah. So just well, by let's plugging see, it. Let's see what happens. I mean, it was just two ser- The last service yeah. didn't get to see this debacle. <laughs> I don't think the second service wants to check out the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I even tried to explain it and like, say, like, this is real about? life, right? And then it still was like, nah, this is... What are we doing here? This Why are so we here awkward. today? Yeah, oh, that's that great. guy's mic keeps cutting out. And yeah, oh, geez. the room just quieted down for yeah. a second. Man, the lights came on. I could see my neighbor. Wow, that that's like just not real generous thinking, is it? <laughs> I imagine they were okay. I feel yeah. like they were probably okay. But he abandoned ship completely at the third <laughs> service. I told him specifically it's because his wife was in the room. He didn't want to embarrass. No, himself. it was because. Okay, I see your point. This is, uh, but in the third service. <laughs> In the third service, it would have killed because uh-huh. I'm sitting there looking at people I know are avid podcast well, then listeners. what happened? Why didn't you just want to own the moment then? I mean, that's originally what you're throwing it out there for. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can't go back on your decision now. I mean, but we're evaluating it. I think I made the right decision. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Because what happens in the podcast stays in the podcast. There you go. There you Gosh. go. All right. Welcome the to the bucks. review. Give me your 20 bucks. <laughs> well, for those Ooh. of you who are maybe new with us now, because we've doubled, supposedly, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. <laughs> for all you new listeners out there, yes, we do waste a solid 10 minutes yep. at the beginning. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, but it just makes it personal. Feels like you're just sitting here on a makes couch with something. us. Yep. We used to actually do video podcasts every once in a while so you could see. That was the first original request. Like, we want to see what you guys look like. And then after they saw us, they said, we don't don't need that that anymore. anymore. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like that radio host that you like, you have envisioned what that scene looks like, what they look like. And then you see him and you're like, that's not appropriate. 
<laughs> they definitely look like they've been up since two in the morning, yeah. and uh, the studio doesn't look right. All of all of the above. So think of it yeah. like you know, imagine something yourself. Yeah, we uh, imagine us better. Yeah, than we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine us. We look better. But I will tell you, I'm wearing all black like normal. So yeah, that I will say change. that I'm wearing um, green, different colors. Green jeans. I'm wearing my green pants. In like a denim denim shirt, gray shirt. undershirt. So what we're gonna do no is shoes. we're just gonna describe ourselves. What are you wearing, of- Kayla? Come on, <laughs> here we go. Let's get who into this. You, who are you wearing? Who are you? Ooh, good. Um, yeah. Lady, who are you wearing? Old Navy. J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny. And then Walmart swim trunks, mm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect example Target, of why we're not doing video. Target, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do video. Target thongs. Or flip flops, oh, as you would say. Yeah. yeah we oh, that, say that. Oh, there's the line, huh? <laughs> there's the line. We found it. Uh, it's a thong for the foot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. So this weekend, we I mean, t- no, you know, you've never referred to it as that, huh? No. 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 I <laughs> no. But I will say, I get made fun of for my word choices because they're East Coast words. You know, like a shopping cart. I call it a buggy. I get made fun no, of for you that. Don't. I swear I do. It's a uh, southern thing. I didn't know that was a East uh, maybe Coast thing in general. Oh, just southern in general? It might maybe. be just southern, yeah. Yeah, uh, buggy. What are they called? Dollies? Uh, hand trucks? I call them dollies. Or maybe yeah, I call I, them hand trucks, and people make fun both, of me. I've yeah. heard both. Those are fun. I get made though. fun of for that, too. <laughs> yeah. People are cruel, Those are man. acceptable. People are you cruel. You got made fun of for saying fantastic? Well, I don't think I feel like you guys just made fun of me for saying thong. But no, we both did. made we a cringed. guttural sound. <laughs> yeah, we might have. Oh, there was an inflection oh, that took place in the room. Anyways, you are gross, that's my whole sir. outfit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say, good job. Uh, I don't want to call you fans. Uh, good job, listeners. We are getting some We're great getting some feedback. feedback. Some fantastic feedback. Yeah, really enjoying it, actually. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's some incredible. Cool stories. Great stories. Yeah. Great suggestions, uh, just some funny situations that have happened. Yeah, and some affirmations. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's really filled our bucket up. It's been real fantastic. Yep. We pour everything we have out on you every week, and well, you really filled us up. Yeah, yeah, we do. I am empty on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm just scraping out we the leftovers the in the mayonnaise we jar, and that's the podcast. We right to lunch, because we need to refuel for the week. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So we're glad Kayla's here to, to you know, yeah. like give. What's your feedback for Kayla? Herself away. I will say this though, one of the feedback uh, remarks that we got, which I thought was really cool, because we've been plugging, because uh, as we unpack both services, both messages, we unpack we yours. We listen to it when you can't, or when you what, can't join us. Whoever's communicating at the other campus. Yeah, we unpack both places, and we've been uh, intentional about saying they're two note, different messages. Because we have doubled, yeah. doubled. A lot of people don't know this. <laughs> We're talking about the same thing and it's uniquely different. Since we've doubled today. Yeah. I just want to keep referencing that for just a minute. We'll live in that world. Uh yeah, so uh, one of the one of the comments that we got in passing was every week I've been listening to Kayla's message too. So ah. that listening to it in the podcast. And I thought, well that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we love that. So now she's here. I'm to here. Share. So we felt like we needed so her talk to of, have it here. Talk about your weekend in San Francisco. It was a beautiful weekend in San Francisco. Love that. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, wow. See, here we go again. Really good, beautiful, fantastic, superb. 
I'm sorry that your life is not colorful and wonderful. Oh like, I'm so gosh. sad that you live such a great. He wears all sad. black. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a bathing suit when he's not going to the pool. <laughs> and thongs. How do you know? <laughs> how, does, how do you guys know the answer to any of the things you're saying right now? <laughs> We're just saying, man. You're hating on our on our adjectives. Yeah. And uh, we live colorfully. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a fantastic okay. day, and I refuse to let you tarnish my view of the world That's with great. your it's thongs well nice. <laughs> we all got hobbies oh yep gosh. why is this just so awkward for you guys there is when you make act comments like you've been like there that, okay we've doubled <laughs> act like you've been this there. is a terrible representation for the new listeners you're scaring them off we're 13 like actually... in here and we haven't had a single word okay Let's get to the actual review of this thing now, huh? Okay. Hey. Remember, yeah. everyone, what happens on here stays on here. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There I, need be no thong reference this weekend well, <laughs> on Sunday service. This is actually, I did realize how I tried to poke at you in the third service at <laughs> Payback. I, I brought up PLD again in the third you service. You did. You did. And that's why I was like, I'm, if I can't do the But the then the best part this, is, I'm going to say PLD. <laughs> then you went and sat right in the middle of that where was you not never my fault. There, yes. And you had to walk over people to oh, sit in so your seat. Oh, so uncomfortable. My wife sat with a friend this serv- the third service. That's the one she comes to. Normally, we sit in the back and the side so I can uh-huh. easily get yeah. there. I'm not interrupting people. Her friend likes to sit in the middle of the room, <laughs> close to the front. I enjoyed it. I kept making eyes at you, wondering when you, because he said, you poked a bear, I'm coming for you. And I kept like wondering, no, when's he going to do, do something? I would not do that. Yeah, that's... Yeah, maybe only in the beginning, like you did. You left after the first song. We're not going to sit there 20 minutes into it like with our flashlight well, on our now phone. I, that's, I said that it was coming. It was coming, but I had to deal with some online stuff. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just answering questions sorry, from man. the viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got it. Got to head in there. So this weekend, we continued our People in Process series. This was week two. Thanks for tasking us. Yeah, man. Uh <laughs> We, uh, we continued in both locations, in San Francisco and Benicia. Um, what I liked, you, uh, what, you were, what you guys were poking at was this pr- people in process, which Larry, we had talked about this last week. On the, I, th- I believe it was on the podcast. When we talk about this process, it's easy for us to fall into this pattern of, I'm just a person in process like everybody else. Uh, you know, whatever, we're all screw-ups, let's just move on. Um, ooh. But to uh, but to say like no we're we're called to move out of that we're called to move forward in that so just right off the bat as we kick off this conversation that was uh, I love that I think you even started the message that way of like you know we're not going to stay here um, but let's move on from that yeah I think it's a a fairly popular thing that I hear people do or use even as an excuse which is yeah instead of saying like well nobody's perfect which is what maybe mm-hmm. used to be said now using nobody's perfect <clears throat> right now using our own vernacular of well, we're just all people in process, like nobody's arrived, but not ever talking about that the process is on purpose, which is a spiritual journey or moving out of where you currently are. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It is a journey. So this week we talked about um, four different stories in San Francisco. Uh, Kayla, you went into each story a little bit more detail than Larry did. You were kind of flying by. Uh, through that, you had a few other different things in your message that I think you need to watch to get at least one of them. Uh, mm. But the uh, yeah, I pulled somebody from the audience. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, it was great. And the was last one was really good. Was it? It was better than the other two. Oh, yeah. 
I like the first one because Dustin was trying to hold my hand. <laughs> that, was a, that was a special moment. So that was good to watch that uh, if you missed it on YouTube. But um, yeah, you went into more details about the four stories. We talked about uh, the woman caught in the act of adultery. We talked about Zacchaeus. We talked about the woman at the well. And then finally, we talked about uh, the one of the two thieves mm-hmm. hanging on the cross. Yeah. With the overarching theme being the call of Jesus in each one of those to where they were at. Yeah. I was focusing much more on the leave your life of sin and sin no more, which is the actual start of the process. Yeah. Because we've already established that we're all messy, broken. And so those were all examples of where Jesus walked into the mess, but then actually called them to respond. So said, I'm not condemning you, but there is actually a life that I'm calling you to, and it's not appropriate to stay in this. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, 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 I'll be loving Jesus, but I'm not just going to love you like staying there. I'm going to love you because you're leaving your life of sin. You're actually going through some sort of process and transformation Yeah. where I think we can get really stuck on of just like, I love you and you're my lammy Jesus and you're so precious. And just however you are, whoever you are, we'll just sit with that forever, which is where we can get stuck of like, we're all people in process. Like nobody's arrived and we're all loved by Jesus. True. But there's a, but or an if, and we've talked about the if, a couple of weeks ago, even when Jesus was saying, I'm your friend, if if you obey my you. commands, right? Yeah. I condemn you neither. Leave your life and sin no more. Yeah. Which Leave led both of us into no the, or both of you into the conversation of, excuse me, uh, it was a beautiful illustration of, you know, Jesus isn't our AAA, both of you. And you even elaborated on that a little bit differently because uh, you used a few other examples of AAA, but essentially... Um, we're just calling on him. We need say we need saving in the moment. Like we're we're falling apart. So um, even uh, I don't know. This is where I, I felt like going this weekend in the podcast, listening to both your messages. I was sitting there. I was typing out some notes, um, feeling my own form of stuck in a little bit of ways. Like you know, we're talking about this process, and people might feel like they're stuck on this process. I was recapping with Megan about that, how I was feeling stuck, and how Jesus came and in that moment. Um, but but one of the questions that got me there. Uh, as I was thinking, is like, what what was it that brought people, you know, if our, if we want to see people become wholehearted followers of Jesus, that's why we're trying to move people in this process. We want Jesus to do his transformative work. That's what we're all about here. We can agree on that. So what is it that was so enticing to people that brought them to a relation with a relationship with him? And then what was it about Jesus that didn't continue them on the process like what you're saying we get stuck in this little lammy jesus he's oh i love him he's so great he gives me everything i need and but why was that not enough to move you into a deeper relationship that you feel stuck right there or i guess other processes as well so my this comes out of maybe i can explain it a different way um a lot of the pastors that i listen to the ones i like to hear teach when i listen to podcasts they're talking about a rigorous discipleship to jesus like your lifestyle really, really embarking on this. It's even raising the bar to apprenticeship because discipleship mm-hmm. and apprenticeship, uh, I believe the discipleship in the in the New Testament that Jesus was talking about was closer to an apprenticeship, how we would understand it. So then I think about and try not to, uh, I think you use this language in your message, Kayla. It's like, I don't need to look at what other people are doing. Well, I don't need to evaluate on them. Um, but looking at it like at the end of my life, if I engaged my entire life in rigorous apprenticeship to Jesus and someone just kept staying in that little phase of, oh, Jesus is so wonderful. Oh, I love him so much. 
which one <laughs> did Jesus like? Which one did he want? Like in in a really disgusting way in my life when I sometimes I say, wait, would that just be enough? Do I just not have to do anything more if I can just sit here and just love him like a lovey dovey and I don't have to actually do any of the hard work? Um, but then knowing like, no, that's not what this life is about. Yeah. But that's what most people want. Exactly. So, but, but they originally wanted that relationship with him. So this went into the language that you've used many, many times, Larry, and we've heard, um, uh, feedback from it of, you know, like, what does that mean? It's an old word. It's the word rabbi, how Jesus, uh, came as a teacher. He didn't come as a king. He didn't come as a warrior. He didn't come as, as a judge, as a judge. Even he came as, as a rabbi, a teacher. Um, and just kind of elaborating on what that is and what's the nuance in that language. Why is that so significant that he was a rabbi, not any of those other things? Go ahead, Kayla. There's a lot there. Yeah. Let's break it apart. Well, <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't use that language. Larry did. You didn't, but it is language that we do so use. It's, it's referred to so, in the New Testament in multiple, multiple occasions yeah. where he was referred to by others who weren't actually followers of Jesus, but were just people that were in the community asking like, where's your rabbi? Um, which rabbi refers to someone who's teaching, but it's a chosen teacher. So you can go to like a class mm -hmm. and you're not going to choose most often. I, I need to stop saying often. I said often a lot this weekend. Side mm -hmm. note. Oh uh, yeah. That's the new tick. I didn't notice that that's one. the new tick. <clears throat> but a lot of times you don't get choice in your professor or your teacher. There's times where you can take a class or learn from someone because you've chosen to, but you'll go to even like a, um, a seminar and it's predetermined who's teaching the topic. Right. But when you have a choice, like, like you said, a podcast, you want to learn under someone or teach from someone that has much more significance because it's saying I'm choosing because there's something about you that I want to learn from. Therefore I'm giving you permission and authority in my life, which is what, the rabbi um, meant it was a Jewish term. Um, there's even some like Jewish culture that still is frustrated that that term was used with Jesus because um, it, you know, left Judaism um, as, yeah. after the resurrection as a new way. Um, and so there's a lot of question of like, well, then it, does it just make him a false prophet? And you can dig into some of that stuff. There's actually really great resources out there on a, on a fairly popular group called Jews for Jesus, um, which will give you great education about the Messianic law and Judaism and its historic background and how there's still a lot of people, Jewish people, who still aren't sure if Jesus was who he said he was. We're still waiting for the second coming of the Messiah, which is a whole nother, we could yeah. go down a whole nother rabbit trail. Yeah. But the term rabbi is a Jewish term that was for centuries and centuries used as a teacher and a selected teacher that a group of people selected to follow. And a rabbi too would also choose disciples. Yeah. So, if that was, so that's, that's what a, I was going to say. That's a different From my understanding, part of it as well. Yeah. It's the rabbi who's choosing the, the, the disciples. People would follow to learn, but... But the actual disciples that were chosen, that was, there was usually a an rigorous, invitation. yeah, like this is something very difficult. A lot of so it that follows way. into that, what you were talking about was closer to an apprenticeship exactly. rather than just somebody that they were listening to. Yeah. There's something about uh, getting the dust. Yep. Yeah, I, the dust no, from the... It's like, may the dust of your rabbi, whatever. Get on your face or something. I don't yeah. remember. But the idea is that you would follow so closely mm -hmm. behind this person. So it wasn't a you know, let's all meet under the big tree and listen to the teacher. Yeah. A rabbi was somebody that you 
you were following yeah. in a in a more practical sense along with yeah. the deep teaching that was required of such a good teacher. Yeah, essentially the three well, steps of a people, rabbi. You you follow your rabbi, you're with your rabbi, you learn what your rabbi says, and then you become your rabbi. Yeah. Like that's what the whole yeah. point of a rabbi disciple relationship would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see throughout scripture that it was but it was used outside that context too, just scripture. Like beyond the invitation. Totally. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, yeah. there's so stuff like the you blind, can learn yeah, from. Yeah, and Mark, the blind man, went up to Jesus. And he asked him specifically, Rabbi, let me mm-hmm. recover my sight. When Jesus says, what do you want from me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's those types of um, uh, instance, instances where throughout scripture, um, other people recognized him as a rabbi, one, yeah. which would have had its own following. So they knew that. So they also knew the disciples, mm-hmm. yeah. which there was more than 12 mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day. And then um, it was a, a sign of some sort of authority beyond that. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, worth listening to, worth following. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, the reason I bring this up is it raises the bar for, for what you guys are, have been talking about for the last two weeks and are going to continue for the next few weeks about this process. And it ties in with Mulligan as well. You know, these mistakes that we make, this life that we have decided to, this journey we've decided to go on, it comes with, it comes with some stakes, you know, like this process of following Jesus you know, you want to move on from the mistakes, these mulligans you want to keep. That's why we talked about how do we get this right? Like, what can we do so we don't keep making the same mistakes? And and as we're people in process, you know, that comes along with, you are my friends, if you leave, you know, if you follow my commandments. You, you know, you can follow me, but leave this life of sin. You know, there's two paths that you can choose in this fork in the road, essentially. And, and the way of Jesus to follow him as your rabbi, which is the language I use, and, um, is... You know, it, there's more to it than just fluffy, I'm going to sit here and I love this so much. I think I was challenged this week but through those stories that it was, that call is is more of a description of what it's like to be in Jesus' presence. Like, mm. it's a description of a relationship and what a relationship with Christ would really look like. Yeah. Um, when he, like with Zacchaeus, he's not saying, hey, go clean up your life. Because totally. I want to come to your yes. house. He's saying, hey, I want to come to your house. And you're going to want to clean up your life because I'm because yeah. we're in relationship now. Well, that's how the rabbi relationship starts. Yeah. Just be with. You're yeah. not doing the teaching. You're not leading anything. You're just like that comment about the dust. Like you're just so close with Jesus. You just want to be with him. And we can look at a people. We've heard testimonies of people in our church in this faith community that are just so in love with Jesus right now because it's so fresh and it's so new mm-hmm. and every worship song is for them and every sermon is about them and and it's amazing and that's how it is when you follow Jesus that closely you know he's showing yeah. you who he is and and in yeah. the same way it it also determines what you don't do right it's it's that whole idea of would you watch that movie if Jesus was sitting right next to you? And it's not supposed to be this weird shame thing, but it's okay. In the presence of Jesus, what does it look like to live rightly? Mm -hmm. And so it's a call to relationship, which I think is where sometimes we get it wrong. This um, it's because of relation relationship, not for relationship. It's it's, at least from my, my standpoint, my, my leaning of sin is to go, Oh, I got to clean up. Yeah. I got to get it all right so that Jesus will be in relationship with me. Yeah. Whereas the the real lasting change comes from oh, I'm I'm in relationship with Jesus so I will live a different life because yeah. that's what happens. 
But that's yeah. how transformation happens is in relationship that way. Yeah. The, the thing I love about this series, uh, we haven't necessarily gotten there yet, if we are going to, but this people in process, why it is a value of ours. It is not just about uh, when you make a mistake or when you're first coming to Jesus as this process. Like this goes for the rest of your life on this mm -hmm. earth. You are going to continue to be in process. I'm many years after my original decision to follow Jesus. And here I am finding myself, you know, a week or two ago, feeling stuck in this process of what now? What am I supposed to do? Why am I feeling like I'm not learning? Why am I feeling like I'm stale? What is going on to then asking Jesus, asking my rabbi, hey, I, you know, I'm just feeling a disconnect right now. What is it to then having the answer? That's what me and Meg were talking about on Sunday. It was so crazy because it was literally, I'm feeling like these things that I'm doing are just um, rituals. Like there's mm -hmm. no love. There's no intimacy. I'm only doing it because I feel like I have to do these things. And I don't want that. Like yeah. what, I want to just have relationship with you, but then these these practices or these systems get in the way and then become what I'm experiencing, not Jesus, mm -hmm. not this relationship, to where it's just a vulnerable prayer of, what do I need to do? Do I need to shake it up? What do I need to do? Switch it around to then I get in my car. That was my prayer that morning. I get in my car on my way to work and a podcast comes on that I wanted to listen to. It's not one that I usually listen to and it's all about, hey, shifting these things. This is what you're supposed to do to <laughs> nice. experience a deeper relationship for those who were, have been following a while. And then I had set in my heart to read a specific book months before and it was now time to read that book and it was right in the introduction hey we're gonna go on a journey over the next few chapters about how to go deeper even after you've been and i'm like wow you are meeting me right here immediately yeah. after this is my question like were you just ready for me to ask can i go deeper right now yeah. but it's a process like i'm still in this process and i get it. it like i'm at the end of my life here i'm such an old man that it's funny that i'm experiencing a process still <laughs> but um we're all gonna continue i think about these people in san francisco with you kayla um, the demographic there being quite a bit older for a lot of this church that had been there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the importance for them to understand we're people in process no matter how old we are. It's going to look a whole lot different yeah. than some of these younger people that are even starting to come to San Francisco, which is cool. But just getting in our minds, I'm going to humble myself and understand that I'm still in process. I have not arrived. Mm -hmm. We're never going to arrive. Um, that's the really cool parts of this of this series that we're probably going to get into. I'm projecting that we will. Um, Hopefully we will. Hmm. <laughs> I guess now we will. Sheesh. <clears throat> All 20 people listening to this podcast are going to be disappointed. Expecting oh, it. sorry. 40. We doubled today. We did uh, double. <laughs> Just remember that. This is new. Um, I, I would say for me particularly, um, I'm feeling more and more convicted about clarifying the accountability in which we're held to of whether or not we're pursuing God and... Um, going through a process. So, Explain that. Yeah, I mean, we opened up the this series and conversation with Paul's conversation that we're all accountable. Everyone, the whole world is held accountable to God. And what we do with the law or the things that we sit under, the decisions that we make, I think in the same way, we've discussed some of these things, we're actually extremely accountable to our rabbi, or to Jesus specifically, and we don't do a whole lot with that. We just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, no, that's loving loving people the way that I've been, that um, God has loved me, and that's, hmm. that's the process. There it is. It's done. I was nice. I made a good decision. I need like a participation trophy. I think it's actually much heavier, much deeper, 
Um, that's where I think you can bring up and have conversations about what the fear of the Lord is. We don't talk about that. We don't want to talk about fearing God. So that's what I've been convicted of more lately. And even through this series is, yeah, I'm not condemned. I'm good. I'm in. Mm. Um, can I even become more righteous to, in God's sight than I am now? I don't think so. He's already made that decision. It's yeah. paid for. Yeah. But there's something still, a process that I need to do, which sh- shows the righteousness that I've been given in yeah. God to others. Yeah. And there should be fruit that's seen through that process that others can see and that I can see in my own life that it's producing. So yeah. I remember... Um learning the difference between justification and sanctification, those two really big words. And people would always draw them on a chart. Like there was like a, which is silly to talk about since this is not a visual situation right now, but the idea mm. that How do justification we make happens. I don't know. People got a pretty good visual. <laughs> Paint us a word like. picture. <laughs> well, the idea that justification is something that happens like when you accept Jesus and that, like what you were talking about, you're in. And done and it doesn't grow like you go to from zero to a hundred immediately mm-hmm. and you can't there's no 101 yeah, there's no more forgiveness yeah it's, it's, it is it's done but sanctification is the process and it's it can be gradual and it can be up and down and around and it, it looks a whole lot different mm-hmm. um and in everybody that's the process part that we're talking about is sanctification but the i think sanctification sanctification can happen because of that justification. And I think that's the tie that I just liked to separate them completely. Um, and then it was just behavior modification for me. Sanctification just became behavior, behavior modification instead of that relationship part. At least that's something that I've gotten wrong for a lot of my walk with Mm. Jesus is that it was, well, if I can do this, then it'll be, I'll be closer to Jesus. Um, instead of that real, the fear of the Lord part, that, Mm -hmm. that deep respect, that's a driver Um, but not the kind of, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my salvation. Not that kind. Right. But the, no, I, I'm in relationship with the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. That should probably cause me to act differently. And I know that when I was growing up, even like with the original part of, you know, how do I show the righteousness I've been given? You know, how, how are these actions I'm doing? I feel like in an attempt to. I mean, it was it was well well intentioned, I believe, but we were so scared of becoming the Pharisees mm. that it was like, well, no, no, I I can't share all of this stuff because then people are just gonna think I'm a goody two shoes and I'm not relatable and no one can feel loved by me because all I care about is is you know doing good things and making sure people know that I'm doing good things. But if we're set apart, like if you read First Peter or if you read um, some of you know like Ephesians, uh, the light, even Colossians. It, there's that exchange of who you were and then who you are to be now that you've chosen Christ, that you are following him. And this righteousness that's been uh, imputed onto us, this this new standard of living, this new call to a holy life, people are going to feel like you're thinking you're better than them if you decide to do certain things. I mean, just think about it to this degree. Um, if If you don't drink in the Bay Area of California— like if I don't drink wine in Napa Valley, people are going to either think that you're a recovering alcoholic or that you think you're better than them. <laughs> like that's just kind of that inputted or imputed uh, emotion. Like, oh, you don't, you know where you are, right? You're not going to drink. But, but if you were to say, no, my reason for not drinking is that 
uh, I want to be so sober-minded all the time, just in case I am to uh, meet somebody who is really struggling. I want to be 100% sharp as I can be to really love on them the best way that I can. They're like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous that you would do that. Do you, you don't think you can do that if you have one glass of wine? you know? And maybe I'm just making an extreme thing out of this. Um, but but to, to go above and beyond to follow Jesus and to say, you know what, I'm going to make really big changes in my life because I've been given so much and who my God is is so holy and so good and so righteous. I'm not doing this because I need to. I just want to. If I'm called to be like him, what can I do to be like him? How can I be above this culture? How can I be different from this culture right now mm-hmm. to reach people? Um, it, I know that in my life, I've been scared of that in the sense of, oh, people are going to think I'm a Pharisee, and then that does the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I don't know. Well, to reach people or just to maintain a close relationship with Christ. So I was talking to a young person that's just starting out in their dating life, and um, they're a follower of Jesus. They, they want to follow him. They want to have this really cool relationship with him. They were talking about, you know, going out on a date and this, this cute guy. And I said, Oh, does he love Jesus? Cause that seemed like a pretty natural question to ask this person who really loves Jesus. And they're like, uh, no, but I'm trying to figure out how much that matters. Hmm. I'm like, okay, well, so is it a, is it just a, you shouldn't date somebody who's not a Christian because it looks bad or no, I mean, the reason why that might not be a great idea is because how does that play out, right? How does yeah. it play out and will it look weird to the rest of the people in your life for you to not engage in this relationship because with this really cool person just because they don't have a relationship with Jesus? Won't that look weird to the rest of your friends? Yes, probably. Yeah. And is it because you're goody two-shoes? They may think so. Or is it because you want to follow this different way of life and it leads you to want to have your closest relationships being with people that um, have that same worldview as you? So I don't know. It's a it's an interesting conversation. I've got to sure. ask, um, where did the expression goody two-shoes come from? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know. Hmm. What does that even mean? Well, there two shoes are involved for sure. Yeah. So was <laughs> there a both. was there a life of only one shoe? That when someone came out with two shoes, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, oh you got look two at shoes. this cat with his with his two shoes, yeah. looking real cool. He was a good person. Mm. Goody. He was walking shoes. the good path. And that's why he got two shoes. Well, yeah, he walking with. I bet like they were thongs. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> too so, much. Where I ended the message and uh, I think this part of the conversation goes to and we've led to here is this whole idea of repentance mm-hmm. and that that's fleeing these things or shifting or changing and then pursuing something else. And so in the that's where I made the I didn't spend as much time as Kayla did on all of those stories. I made the big focal point of the flee and pursue, yeah, which was to flee these things, this life of sin or the things that are causing that aren't bearing fruit. But then as you flee it, you must be pursuing something different, which is the start of the process and pursuing spiritual formation. And we could go into a whole bunch of things, what they look like, but then highlighting how important community is. Mm -hmm. I, um, I had a conversation with, uh, 
with a young guy and he was telling me, man, I just need a lot of strength, you know, it's same sort of deal dating someone. He's like, I just been praying for the Lord to give me strength in this area. And, you know, then I'm, I'm like at this girl's house and it's like midnight and I'm just like, Lord, you need to help me out. And, you know, I just repented of this stuff and I need to get away from it. And I just don't know what to do. You know, God just wasn't really showing up and it just goes sideways. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's the one thing that he says you got to flee from. Like fleeing means you don't go and show up at a girl's house at midnight and snuggle under the blanket. Like where <laughs> the heck do you, where do you expect you that to land? cannot start Avengers Endgame after six o'clock at night. Yeah. It's too long. It's just too long. You're going to get stranded there. <laughs> so, right. But this is a real conversation. <laughs> this is real for a lot of people. Pick, yeah. pick, pick your situation. Fleeing means just not showing up and doing that anymore. If it's like a drinking issue, you don't even go to the bar, yeah. right? If it's right. a dark place for you, if it's going out late and hanging out with somebody or going by yourself back to their place, you're putting yourself in a situation that you already know wasn't necessarily giving you healthy results, right? Over and over again. And you have been asked to pursue something different rather than our own desires. And that could mean a multitude of things. I'm not just talking about sexual morality right now mm. for this specific young man. This was a sexual morality conversation, but the perfect example was, is like, there's no fleeing going on. You can ask God for all the help that you want, but you have to flee from it, run from it. And then you need to find community, mm -hmm. right? That person who's going to say, ah, oh, that's not a good choice. That's not a good decision. Or that person, you know, you can use another example. How about I give you a ride home? Right. When yeah. You're making a bad decision of like, no, I'm going to drive home or pick, pick your thing. Mm. Um, because when we are just left with our own self will, you know, yeah. the strength and the endurance of that, you need more. And even when you can sit there and pray, God, I need your strength. I'm weak. You are strong. There's a lot of times that that strength actually comes through community and relationships with other people who are like-minded, yeah. who care about you, who care for the best in you, right? That doesn't want to be all PC and be like, no, you do you. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to stress you out and make you feel like I'm judging you and get involved in your stuff. That's, that's what's healthy about that. Yeah. yeah. So that was where this last weekend really wanted to make a focal point of that's what community is like in a fascinating statistic. Oh, I talked about that statistic this morning. Did you? Yeah, did I did. you research it? No, but what you said about <laughs> you said I don't have to go back and research, right? Because you said it, everything you right, said right. is one hundred percent accurate. Everything is one hundred percent accurate. But but yeah, in the teens of having men feel like they have somewhere to go. Well, yeah, or a yeah. person that they yeah. would call a friend, and you know, like um, just so what being... was the? I'm sorry, I'll have to review on this statistic because we did not discuss the statistic in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, well the the. So I ended up pulling somebody up on stage and showing them the difference of fleeing by yourself and you kind of find your way back to the same thing. But when you're in community, somebody else can be like, no, 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 Here, hold on. Come back this way. Remember what we're doing. Remember the task at hand. Remember we're pursuing something else. We're pursuing mm -hmm. holiness, righteousness, goodness, self-control, gentleness, you know, all of the good stuff. Yeah. And that uh, when you're having those moments of struggle, they can pull you back in. And that's why community is so important. The same thing of when they start going back to their thing, you can do the same. Yeah. And that at even times community can be difficult because we can give each other permission. Like let's keep it our dirty little secret. We're both, that does sound interesting and enticing. Let's both go there. Um, but that community is really difficult now for people. And we're all 
talking about this, I think more because of social media, the way that we communicate, you know, forehead to forehead rather than eye to eye, all of those terms. But that if you, a study says, if you ask women, um, if they had like a friend or someone to go to that it's between 70 and 80% of women feel like they have a good friend or someone that they could go to, to be in community with if they needed to men, it's in the teens. Mm. And so it highlights an issue. Some of that's probably wrapped up in pride. Some of that's wrapped up in vulnerability, you know, like, um, I think you even used the, uh, the analogy of, you know, women go to the well together, mm-hmm. you know, you and, did say yeah. That, yeah. and groups, uh, just like they go to the bathroom, just like they go to the bathroom together in is, packs. Is it? <laughs> they hunt in packs. Yeah. There's different <laughs> rules with men in the restroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's a, a raccoon's family? What is it? Uh, didn't you say that to me last week? What? Yeah. A colony. A colony. Yeah. We're not actually going to talk about <laughs> no, that. We're not no, going we're not going to that. Because you'll get yourself in trouble. <laughs> we'll leave you in suspense mode um, right there. Yeah. But yes, so, it is. It's a back to this. That was that was statistic. the end with. If you wanted, if I was going to wrap up in a one-liner this weekend of people in process, that last week we established that we're all on the same page, that we're held accountable to something, and there's a standard that we don't meet. This week was all about. Okay, we're good. God sees us, but the two words are flee and pursue. That he's asked us to flee it, to leave it, and pursue something else. Is that funny to you? No. What do you you laugh at, Kayla? No, it's good. That's good. No, I think that laughter. actually there might was be laughter. worse. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, this is why we need a video. In SF, I, I think that's more where we're headed this week. So I'm oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. well. Hopefully no one in SF listens to this. Oh, they better be listening yeah, to this. No. Hey, let us know if you're yeah. listening from San Francisco. Hello. Yeah, do that. Give us some feedback. <laughs> I'll be there in San Francisco this week, so I'll be sure to plug it uh, and oh, say like, hey, you, did you know that we have a place for you? During the week. Yeah. Northgate Review. Yeah. Oh, is that our jingle? So I think a, we need to no. review boop, that boop, jingle. Boop, boop. That's what it's been since the beginning, and he hates it. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, because no, that, there's no, nothing no. to it's, that. What boop, is that? Boop, boop, boop. It's got specific tones to it. No. I don't feel that's like That's the first time I've heard specific tones in that. Whatever. Yeah. The first week you tried to give us the boys are back in town we theme did. song. We did. First week of season two because it was very relevant at that point. The boys were back <laughs> in town. We took the summer off. We never left town. Yeah, we did. Where did you go? I went. Uh, maybe I didn't take a vacation this summer. You did. Where'd you go? You went whoa, out of town. Whoa, 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 Mr. Vacation. Well, I mean, I didn't go on a vacation. I guess I did leave town. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so next couple weeks. <laughs> In this what are you talking about this weekend, Kayla? I just said <laughs> we're going to talk more about the process and what it means when we experience relationship with Christ, what that looks like, what the actions that that, that, that takes. So we're going to head there. Yeah, I think that we're focusing on specifically like the not just behavior modification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking at some thick stories to share. Mm. Thick, thick stories. stories. Ugh. I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. Meaty. I don't like that. Meaty is better. Juicy. J- what? I'm just trying to be Savory? use more colorful no. language, since that's my brand. Colorful language and your oh, yeah, you bland, thick yeah. language. Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of like thongs. Those adjectives are cuckoo <laughs> for <laughs> cocoa puffs. 
All right, well, we're, this is going to go downhill fast. Hey, I has. also say that, though. Yeah, I know. That's you're, why I get to make fun of You're a minority right now in that one. I don't know if you can label me a minority because I don't say cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs You're a minority in this room. I think that's a minority mm. for the world. I don't remember the last time I've said that. You haven't in a while because I gave you a hard time about it. Is that what it is? You're, yeah. You you're, listen to the words you I say. You are an influencer. So. <laughs> you are an influencer. I'm going to change my Instagram account to an influencer. You should. So oh. people know that I'm See, influential. Put a little microphone next to it. Yeah. Oh, is that what it does? I think so. I don't know. I don't use these Speaker things. Speaker person, well. writer person. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I, I thought know. about label because you get to choose what you want to be. I don't be. think you can. Yeah. I don't know. That that's like the rabbi thing. I don't think that's something you can just decide <laughs> yourself. Well, you have to turn your account into like a business account, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready for that. Like a blue check mark. People. Oh, I mean, if I get verified, that's the next yeah. thing. Yeah. You have like 107 followers. What do you have? I'm in the thousands, bro. <gasps> on what? You have on the gram. That's the only thing I have. On, on the, the gram. gram. <laughs> that's what us influencers call it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to get more on the gram. You do, because yeah, when uh, old Mike Goldsworthy commented on something, it took you a solid week. Yeah, yeah that was I'm crazy. Sorry. Yeah, that's I'll embarrassing. Get at Love it. you guys. It was great talking this week. So good. Bye. We'll uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Right on.